The chaotic group stages have come to an end, but that doesn't mean the football has stopped because from today the round of 16 gets underway and we have some interesting games to say the least as we get towards the main talking points of the World Cup. As ever, myself and Brad are going to look ahead to all of the games, including the round of 16 games starting today and having a tiny look back at the crazy ending to the group stages that we had. Did you enjoy the tournament? Did you finally get there in the end? Yeah, I mean, this week it definitely livened up. But I think that's because there was so much on the line in a lot of the groups. I mean, what was it? Only two teams had already technically qualified by the time their games came around. Yeah, I believe it was like three or four. But they went and made things interesting when the majority of them just decided, you know what, send the B team. Which is just absolutely mental, but at the same time... It's a weird thing. Every single one of the favourites have lost. Yes. I'm sure I saw a stat last night. Except for England, though, of course. (laughs) Yes. It's coming home. Uh, (laughs) Optimistic there. Uh, I'm sure I saw a stat yesterday. Yeah, you can be. So I'm sure this is the first time since 1994 World Cup that no team has gone through with a perfect 100% win record. Right. That's a lovely start then. Yeah, absolutely crazy. The highest points totals uh, in each group was obviously Morocco with seven, uh, England with seven, and the Netherlands with seven. Everyone else dropped more than uh, the two points, which is just crazy to see. But let's have a look forward to then uh, the round of 16 starting today. First up, it is the Netherlands versus USA at 3 p.m. GMT times we're talking. Um, the Netherlands heavily reliant on Cody Gakpo so far. Heavily reliant. <laughs> yes. I mean... That's the most common way of describing it right now. It's a lot more... Yeah. They're so heavy. <laughs> this guy is carrying them in ways that I don't think even the most knowledgeable of Cody Gakpo thought that he would. Mm. I don't even think he himself would have thought he would have to carry them this much. I mean, he scored in every group game so far for him. It's just crazy how no one else seems to be able to score the goals. I mean, obviously, they've got two other goals so far in the tournament, but... It doesn't matter because he's literally doing everything else. Yeah, it seems that like they, the first game they are from where I had seen of the Netherlands, they were poor until they decided to move Gakpo further up the field and then they reaped the rewards of it. Yeah, 100%. Because that's he's like more natural. You see him out on the left wing in a more attacking sense where through that first game he didn't seem to be until the changes were made. And then you saw him shine, which uh, obviously if you're a PSV fan, you've seen a lot this season already. Hence why he's been linked with moves to the Premier League. Um, and again, he continues to be throughout the World Cup. And you'd probably say if if not in January, then 100% in the summer, he gets a move to a top five league. Oh, yeah, that's feeling, but feels pretty guaranteed. Now, but now you can say PSV will get a bigger fee for him. Minimum 50 million. I don't know, it was like crazy that it was 30. 
that was talked about before and I was going, hmm, unproven. I don't, I'm not so sure about this. But well done, lads. He's worked mm. double that now. Yeah, easily. He's just been uh, absolute uh, but he leads. You just had to stoke up another few million and he would have been yours. <laughs> uh, uh, the US, on the other hand, obviously, we've seen them a lot closer with them being in England's group. Managed to get through despite only scoring two goals so far at the World Cup. Obviously, last time out, winning 1-0 against Iran. Um, I don't know what to expect from this one between the two sides. I weirdly do believe this could be closer than perhaps many would think. Mm. Like the USA's biggest strength for this whole tournament has been how organised they've looked. They have yeah. been a tough team to break down. But you could also say maybe the Netherlands could be... Actually, no. No, I don't think Netherlands are the toughest opposition. I think England, they're a tougher opponent. Oh, yeah, 100% than England were a tougher Mm. And I mean, you always say USA deserved the win against England. Yeah, definitely looked better than England at times in that game. Yeah, I, I wondered if Pulisic, was there still concerns over him or have they said... No, he's, he's uh, good to go. He's good, yeah, that's yeah. probably beneficial for them then. Other mm-hmm. than that, you, I don't know, I still rate them. They are, I think, slightly underrated. Yeah, it's one of them where I ha- we, if they were a bit more clinical with their chances that they've had, then we could. I think more people would be talking them up than they actually are at this minute. But because if they just they release the Kraken taken... more, then they will be doing very well in this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's going to be a very very close game. Um, I've just looked here. All five previous meetings between the two sides have been in friendlies. Uh, with the USA winning the most recent encounter in 2015. So it's been a while since the two sides have faced. Yeah, yeah, you can't really judge them now from that one. No, it's a very different Netherlands team, and the USA are a lot better, I would say, as well. Oh, 100%. Um, Yeah, I think out of the round of 16 ties that we do have, I think this is going to be the closest game and it's one that potentially could go the full uh, distance, including like potentially a penalty shootout. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the end yeah, result I, of that. I kind of have my own prediction with just extra time and penalties in general. I feel like we're going to see quite a few of that now in the, in the knockout mm-hmm. stages. Yeah, I think it, there is the potential. Despite saying otherwise in predictions that I've done elsewhere in third-party sites. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far, I, I'm looking at this tournament on a whole, and maybe because France rested their players in their last game, I don't really see like a clear standout, like runaway team from the tournament. I feel like we've been fall fall into a false sense of security though with all these teams like resting players in the last games, though. Yeah. But oh look, they're all losing. They're not that good. <laughs> yeah. But um. If you to make a prediction, Netherlands, USA, who do you think is going through? I oh, see, I hate it because the, the opposite happens every time. <laughs> so the Netherlands are going to win. <laughs> I'm going on the Netherlands to win 2-1 based on the fact... Now, if you're a basketball fan and you watch Inside the NBA, you'll know about Charles Barkley and his guarantees 
and he said on Tuesday, just gone, that he guarantees that the USA will beat the Netherlands, which means they'll lose because his guarantees never come through. So that is my logic in thinking the Dutch will win Damn this one. Damn Charles Barkley. <laughs> uh, on to the second game now. Michael Jordan was always clear. <laughs> I mean, the rings is the main reason. Yeah. Speaking of goats, Argentina and Australia next. Yep, seven o'clock for this one. Argentina haven't been that good, have they? Have they tournament. not? I feel like they've started to hit their stride at the right time. They're looking good-ish, but I think everyone's pre-tournament expectations of them have kind of weighted down a bit. Maybe, I guess. Maybe it's the opposition they faced. You shouldn't be losing to Saudi Arabia. That was yeah. That was the kick up the arse they needed almost, in a way. They just about got through Mexico after breaking them down. And then they mm. they dominated against Poland because Poland allowed them to really. Yeah, and that's even with Lionel Messi missing a penalty in that game. Yeah. But he came out 100 euros that. Exactly. So you can't complain that. Um, Australia, again, they've been somewhat of a surprise for me. I mean, obviously, after losing their opening game uh, to France 4-1, then beating Tunisia and Denmark 1-0 each to get through, they've looked like in the second and third game, they look really strong and cohesive as a team. Yeah, it's uh, maybe the same case as the USA. They looked organised. At any time they've gotten forward to have a chance, they have been clinical. They've scored in every game. Yeah. And they've gone through with a minus goal difference. <laughs> I mean, that, that's France that they have to thank for that. But... Yeah. But that is... Like, uh, they yeah, did well the to only... take advantage of the frauds that are Denmark. Yeah, they massively let us down, I think. Well, I don't think... It everyone was expecting better from uh, the Danish there obviously finishing bottom of their group only scoring one goal throughout the tournament well if you're going to rely on the likes of Andreas Cornelius who we've been saying since 2016 is not good enough mm. yeah this guy's is this guy a striker no every time I've seen him he has looked awful yeah, yeah. I mean he scored because he's currently at Copenhagen uh, since the summer. Eight games, two goals. Then his previous club, Trebon Sport, 20 goals in 49 games. He just doesn't score goals at all. Denmark's attacking options were slightly light, I guess we could say. Mm. Mm. But, yeah. Anyway, back on to Australia and their game against Argentina. Obviously, Going into this, the Argentines will be heavy favourites. Um, but you can't write off um, Australia at all. Crazier things have happened. And this is the first time uh, since 2007 that these two have met back in a friendly when Argentina won 1-0 thanks to Martin Dimichaelis scoring the only goal of that game. What? Martin Dimichaelis? Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we're going back there. 
Yes. And Australia's only ever win against Argentina in seven meetings was back in July 1988. So, yeah. Mm. But with this one, I fully expect Australia trying their best not to concede. Mm-hmm. And they may be trying to will penalties from this one. Yeah. But they don't have a good... Uh, records against South American teams in the World Cup played four times, drawing once, losing the other three. It doesn't read happy reading for yeah. them. But that's that's a one thing. But I go off what I've been seeing in this tournament so far, and who knows what can happen, as we said. And also, they may have a counter attack threat. You never know. Yeah. Plus, if we go back to Argentina's first game when they've played Otamendi and Romero in defence. I think that Australian attack could definitely cause them problems. Otamendi is still relying on him. Yeah, at 34 years of age, he hasn't had pace for the last fucking decade. Why are they still against Poland, there was a moment when he completely ducked out of his tackle and then got completely outpaced by someone. Yeah. I can't remember. Any good team destroys him. Oh, yeah. 100%. And should uh, they go through on their side, they would face the winner of the earlier game between Which... the Netherlands and the USA. And if you're giving Cody Gakpo... Gakpo fucking murders him. <laughs> <laughs> he adds another 20 million to his uh, fee. Well, no, I feel like the expectation is he destroys Otamendi. Mm. Uh, it should be very funny. Um, right, let's go on to Sunday's games. And we start off with... France versus Poland at three o'clock. You've got to say the French are the heavy favourites for this one, despite resting their players in their last game. Yeah, for all the talk of France's depth, my God, did it look pretty bad. The other yeah. day. It was really then again, if you get a by Kamavinga, one of the best young midfielders in the world at left back, you deserve to lose. Well, yeah. I mean, that is just Didier so Southgate. Tricky. Is that what he is? <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, just, why on earth would you play Eduard Camavinga at left back for? Just weird. It's also like he could have took Luca Dean. Mm-hmm. I've just looked at it. It was like Jordan Verity was playing like as an attacking midfielder, and watching him was like watching him back in 2016 in the relegation villa team. Yeah, very, very painful. Yeah, took me to back to nightmares, that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obviously expect to see a much different front side. The likes of Mbappe be back in it. Obviously, uh, come, I think will be further up the pitch. You freaking hope so. Um, I don't know on that one. I haven't seen anything to confirm whether he's I feel like they out. are better with him in it. Like a recognised striker. No, it's Demarcus Turam. He's looked okay. But Giroud... Mm. Clearly, is the one who has the goal for it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if he is fit. Uh, At the same time, though, I still wouldn't be surprised if this one went to penalties. See, I, I just don't see Poland getting the goals in this one. That's the thing. They could just defend for their lives again. Mm. I don't think it would be a high score. I think maybe a 1-0, but it will be one of them where 
uh, it'll be like defense, defense, defense from Poland, and then one lapse in uh, judgment, and then France will find the back of the net and score. So there's a one other battle that we could talk about with this one, and it's this amazing defense versus attack duel of Matty Cash versus Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd get that in there somehow. Yeah, anytime I've seen Cash against a quality winger, he's he's looked a bit debatable. Yeah, he looks yeah. good anyway, but when you put him against actual quality, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's uh, been very very yeah. scary for him to say the least. Look, I give I rate him. I give him a chance against Mbappe. Just frustrate the guy. That's all Cash has to do. Mm. Which I don't think would be too hard. And I feel like Mbappe has kept his cool so far in the tournament. Yeah, he definitely has. Uh, however, stranger things have, have happened. I know that's my saying of the tournament, but um, I still Cash expect... is definitely leaving one of them now. Oh, 100%. <laughs> First half an hour, let him know you're there. Bosh. One of those vintage slow tackles that he just ma- master at. Yes. Yeah. Let's get to the next uh, one. Yep, England versus Senegal, seven o'clock on Sunday. There's been a bit of talk, uh, especially on the BBC the other day, talking about uh, who should be in the starting lineup. But um, there was talk about resting Kyle Walker in case they face France from Gary Lineker. Like guys. <laughs> You're going to look fucking stupid if he does rest with Kyle Walker and then England and France both go out, or one of the two go out. Why are we talking like Kyle Walker's the best right back? Oh, yeah. Right, just because he's got it isn't. <laughs> No, he isn't. It's Trent. Mm. But with Senegal's... They, they, like Senegal have an attacking threat. There's no doubt about that. Oh, yeah. They, have, they absolutely should not be looking past the African... Well, the African champions, for God's sake. Yeah. Like, they just seem to be disrespecting them so much. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to easily walk past them. They go, like, from what I've seen this tournament, I don't see England walking past them as easy as they're making it out to be. I, I think it could happen. I feel like if you just resort Senegal to defending, then, yeah, it can happen. But it's watching their threat on the counter that they're probably going to be making the most of. Hmm. But yeah, um, do you start uh, Rashford in this one? Yes, absolutely. I feel like you don't change that front three whatsoever. Do you think he will start Rashford in this one? No, it's almost certainly going to be Kane, Rashford, Sterling. Right, you, you just said you're not changing it, but Rashford starts. I'm not changing it, but I'm thinking what Southgate would do. He will absolutely find a way to put Raheem Sterling back in that team. It wouldn't surprise me if he reverts back to how it was uh, the previous game. So you see Sterling, Mount, Saka and Kane as the forward four. I don't know if it's the Saka. In the first game, he didn't look great against the USA. So I'd, no. I'll worry about that. Uh, Rashford makes runs in behind. Even when he's playing at what, he's looked like he's still doing that. If Kane's going to play deep, you want Rashford still up there to make runs. Mm. I 100% agree with you, but... And Phil Foden is the best goddamn player we've got. 
again, not being utilised as much as he should be. But Look what happened when he played. <laughs> exactly. Southgate leaves us scratching our heads sometimes with everything he does. But I feel like the real debate is, do you stick with Henderson? Or does Mount come back in? I have no idea. Mm. It's the odd thing, like Henderson, while we all shrieked at the idea of him coming in, because the rumour was that he was playing for Bellingham and then he didn't come in for Bellingham and it was like, oh, that's all right then. Mm. His leadership clearly helps. Definitely. And I think you need that, really. Mm. You look at Liverpool as the big example of that. His leadership is clearly crucial to them. And considering we have a very young team still, I think you need that. Yeah, 100%. I would, to avoid the risk, I'd be going Rice, Anderson, Bellingham. Yeah. If, like... I'd say, what's my Samantha offered in this tournament? Uh, exactly. Your silence was, was uh, very telling in that moment. Mm. I've just seen this is going to be the first ever meeting between the two sides. Yes, it is. Which is never played before. Which adds to the intrigue as well. Yes. Mm. And but if I feel you like listen to what, to... no, carry on, carry on. I'll let you. Uh, if you've listened to us previously, you know about the ITV curse, and yeah, yeah, I only found that out this morning. Just why, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's learned anything. Even yeah. ITV at this point are going to go, shot lads." You can have this one. Yeah. To swap the games around and then we're good. It's annoying. Mm. But uh, I feel like we've not given Senegal much, enough praise. Yeah, I mean, we expected them to obviously get through as the second best team in that group. But yeah, they've looked uh, strong. And I think their main problem, though, is can they keep a clean sheet? Because obviously, their last two games against Ecuador and Qatar, they've conceded. Obviously, they've, yeah, losing two 0 against. They've, yeah, obviously, the, the Netherlands. I was expecting them to lose and not keep a clean sheet, but against Qatar and Ecuador, maybe a bit more defensive strongness from them. But um, it'll be very interesting to see what their defence of. Uh, do Klobali and Co can do in this one. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the rumours regarding uh, Edouard Mendy and Kepa at club level. Apparently Chelsea are looking to move on from them to, according to some paper reports earlier on this week. So, I think Mendy I'm not as surprised by. I feel like he can't play this pass out of the back style that maybe Potter would want mm. at Chelsea. I think he looked a little like it the odd moment. <laughs> yeah. Obviously just uh, paper talk and we don't know if there's any, obviously take it all with a massive pinch of salt but mm. yeah, Mendy just hasn't looked as his best and like you said, even here with Senegal so far, he hasn't looked that outstanding. Yeah, but if England are going to find a weakness to choose at Mendy. <laughs> yeah, 100% agree. Yeah. But the Senegal threats as well should be mentioned is Malasar, I think is quality. I was gutted yeah. when Villa didn't sign him in the summer. I'd still like to think we could go through because he's looked good at moments here for Senegal as well. Potentially, potentially. Um, uh, it'll, 
Illiman and Dio as well of um, Sheffield United looked okay so far in the tournament. Got Is it the two, uh, an assist. The two strike as well, the Bristol City forward. Jet Deju as well, whenever he's played, it looked decent. Mm. Is the other one as well, Dio or Dia, however you say it. I don't know how they keep saying it. They keep saying it differently. Boule Dia of uh, on loan at Salernitana from uh, Villarreal. He's supposed to be quite rated at the moment. Mm. Looking quite uh, interesting. Uh, on to Monday's games now. Uh, we've got Japan versus Croatia and Brazil versus South Korea. Again, I think Japan-Croatia has to make a very similar feel to the USA-Netherlands. I think it'll be a really close game. Neither team has had like exceptional standout moments. Obviously, Japan uh, surprising everyone by finishing top of their group, beating both Germany and Spain. But it's because Spain fielded a weaker side the other day. Yeah. Conspiracies. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's been a lot of, the plan, of talk about Yes. Get rid of the and then there was the... <laughs> And then there was the whole incident of whether the ball was out, ball wasn't out. I mean, you can clearly see it's not out. It was as much over the line as the ball was in the 1966 World Cup final. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was um, so weird that the whole arguments happened online. Even my dad was like, "That ball's not over. It's over the line." Like, use, use brains, get the brain cells jigging. Get yeah, a football, put it over a line, and then you have to see yourself why actually it's not over the line. Yeah. Use like science a, for a change. There's like a small portion of the ball that wasn't out. Yeah. And, and then there was the official FIFA video that came out to say that this is what it was, and you could see actually, yeah, a little tiny bit. Yep. But tiny bit or more. Like, it if Graham Soonis is trying to defend trying to say yeah that's out then maybe you should be questioning whether it is or not yeah don't take anything that man says i would think graham soon is that angry about a decision since he thought the grass was too long at villa park in the 7-2 villa win over liverpool i mean that's still just the stupidest thing i've heard in a long time but yeah um croatia as well they've won games obviously well, one air game being Canada for one, but they're over two games. They're just two nil nils. There's, there's nothing there from Croatia. Because, well, we could say there's nothing there, but if they're given the chance, they'll take it. I feel, and this game maybe is a good show for them. Let's face it. Would they rather face Japan than Spain? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's it's just gone in their favour. Mm. Definitely, definitely. Um. <sighs> looking here at some stats this will be the third world cup meeting between the two sides with japan winless and goalless in the previous two uh the last meeting in the world cup was back in 2006 in a group stage the weird thing with japan isn't it every time they've scored they've done gone and scored straight after it's like once they get momentum they look a very good team yeah 100 percent. you can see that like that goal just gives them the confidence and go, actually, we can do better than this. Mm. And they, it wouldn't surprise me if they try and go at uh, Croatia's defence a little bit. Yeah, they should do. Because they'd have mm. to look at Croatia and how they've been in some other games where they're just defo- focusing more on the defence 
rather than the attack. And I think this one, I feel like, screams extra time. Oh, yeah, 100%. This one's got extra time written all over it, I think. Yeah, I like I'm dreading the added time within extra time. Mm. I'm just hoping There's going to be games that are going on for... There will be NFL games that will go on for less time than some of these group. These are knockout games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talking of like, obviously, everyone knows what Luka Modric is capable of, but I think everyone's main attention has been in the defence at that uh, Yoshko Jival Diol. Yeah. He's all like, quality. He's a, Mm-hmm. And you can see why he's been rumoured with a link uh, with Chelsea and Real Madrid and a few other teams as well. And at twenty year, at twenty years old, he looks really solid in uh, the defence. Mm. You've got to be good to work with Diane Lovren as well. Like... Exactly. <laughs> How is that man still <laughs> one of Croatia's best centre backs? Well, I, I can't explain it. <laughs> mm. Uh, the latest game on Monday, like I said, is Brazil versus South Korea. Don't know whether Neymar's fit for this. They've not said ever. No. The so last I saw be... was they were trying to find out after the Cameroon game whether mm. he was fit. But and I take this from my dad's advice yet again. If this man has got a sprained ankle, he's 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 done. <laughs> oh, 100%. Takes, he's not playing. It only takes his one touch and he's gone again. Yeah. The better times he's on the floor. <laughs> mm. Even like, like, like done. running pressure. Yeah. I don't see him playing. Mm. I think he's done and they just didn't want to say anything. Yeah. You need to look be... at the pictures. The guy's ankle was bigger than the Ronaldo's eager. I mean, I don't think that's that possible. It was Maybe. big, but it wasn't not that after, big. Not after the way this tournament's been going for Ronaldo. <laughs> Exactly. Nothing's that fucking big. Um, obviously, Brazil won their opening two games, but then lost uh, yesterday as of the time of recording to Cameroon in the late, late depths of that game with uh, this one, Vincent you know Bacar scoring. This one was different to Spain and France. Brazil's depth was crazy. Like, had yeah. an almighty front line. Of Rodrigo, Martinelli, Anthony, and who was the other one? Was Rodrigo was Jesus? Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Like, that's that's really smashing Cameroon without the front three. Four. I still put the front three as well. I just said it. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think Jesus hasn't been at it this tournament. No, he hasn't. We all thought he was going to be good class. Mm. But I mean, you oh, got to feel for a Bubakar. Scores the winner, gets sent off, still goes home. I feel like he knew what he was doing though. Yeah, I think so with the referee's eye, just thank you. Yeah, better than Mo Salah. But <laughs> like, what was he wearing? A shirt underneath that was saying that at least. Oh, uh, it would have been better. Like, the moment was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, look at their opponents now. South Korea won one game, drew one, lost one. How did they get through as well? <laughs> Uruguay didn't score enough goals. That was it. It was literally that. It's because Ghana, <laughs> instead of deciding to go for two and try and get through themselves, they thought, no, we're going to stop Uruguay scoring. Yeah. It's like, let's they got their revenge, just not in the way that we all thought. Mm. 
And the fact that Andre are you. Oh, oh, my heart broke in that moment. At the same time, that I was going, "You dickhead! Why did you take it like that?" Mm. Such a poor penalty. It was awful. <laughs> it really was. Well, um, yeah, South Korea. I don't know what to expect from them in this one. I really don't. Yeah, I, I feel like this could be, or it should be, too much for them. But then again, yeah, you'd expect a heavy fresh. Brazil, Brazil are going to be attacking them a lot. So dare we say South Korea have got a threat on the counter attack as well? Potentially. Oh, if Son's putting passes in like he did yesterday, mm. <laughs> his man will be a threat. Yeah, well, I think Brazil will probably know that. Uh, that they should know what that. Son's capable of. Richarlison should be there telling them this. Oh yeah, I forgot with Johnson's. I suppose. I don't know what made me forget that. I was like, "What do you mean he should know?" But I completely forgot. Oh, he's talking about his Everton. I completely forgot about his summer move. Yeah. And onto like the final. Some of us are eligible. Yes. Onto the final set of games now. On Tuesday, we have Morocco versus Spain and Portugal versus Switzerland. Morocco through. Like, who had them top in the group? No one. No, I'd refuse to. But anyone who says they did, I refuse. Mm. Morocco, Morocco have been a team that I've really enjoyed watching. Yeah, they're not like everyone else, where they're not fully focused on defending. They're giving it a go. Yeah, and they've looked good. I mean, scored four goals, only conceded the one so far. Which is also why I don't think this is as straightforward as it could be for Spain. No. I mean, I think it will be a really close game and uh, definitely one where I think many people will have Spain running riots and easily winning it, but I just don't see that happening. I think Morocco will prove a very sturdy test for them. To see it from that point of view, I guess people could think that Morocco will end up being like how Costa Rica tried to be against them. Mm. But they'll just leave themselves too open and Spain will rip them apart. Yeah, but I think Morocco are a much better side overall than uh, Costa Rica. I think so they've got better see. quality. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We know, they, we know the players to watch is for Morocco. It's Hakim Ziyech. And I feel like if you mark him out again, they are a bit... Uh, they lack slightly in quality elsewhere other than him. Yeah, I mean, you look at the other forward line uh, from their game against Canada. You had Sofian Buffal and Yusuf N. Nesri. Now, obviously, N. Nesri did score uh, in that but he game looked down reach in the other games, though. Yeah. So that one game was the rare occurrence. Sofian Bifal was just like, I genuinely forgot you were still playing football, mate. Like, he's been With, so uh, poor this tournament. The odd thing that did irk me a little bit with Morocco is saying they've got two quality winger options. Haku Ziyech, Sofian Bufal. Sorry, what did Sofian Bufal do? Score one very good goal the one season. Wasn't that against West Brom? I don't know, it was that one where he ran like, from the other half of the pitch. Yeah, it was against West Brom because I remember it because I was at that game. <laughs> That's how I remember it. You yeah. chose to forget that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Southampton, West Brom, all those years ago, back four or five years back now, 
not obviously great, but yeah, he's been. Uh, you saw his cool. only mark of greatness. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing over from France at Angers. And I only just figured that out. <laughs> um, <laughs> second uh, meeting between the two sides last time was in the group stage. It's at the last World Cup where it finished 2-2. So, See, they've got their number. Exactly. It's going to be very, very interesting. And finally, Portugal versus Switzerland. I can't be asked. <laughs> this is the only one I'm like, oh no, just put, put this to penalties now. Yeah, this really does have penalties written all over it, doesn't yeah. it? I hope it's an excitable draw, though, at least. I don't think it will be. That is the worst. Unless we, unless we get another Bruno Fernandes masterclass. Yeah, he's looked, this is going to be a poor draw. He's looked very good in this tournament when Ronaldo's not trying to steal his goals. But... <laughs> and he's limelight. But yeah, Bruno, I think Bruno... Bruno's you said that at this yeah. point. Although he doesn't have to worry about that once this tournament's over. Exactly. And I think we'll even see that when we go back to club football in a couple of weeks' time. We'll see a I better... We're Bruno. already seeing that whenever Ronaldo's not played, Bruno has got quality. Mm. I mean, Ronaldo putting a stinker again against South Korea before he got subbed off, so... He realises he needs Bruno. Yes. Giving Bruno and all the attention... And he can do something. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I just... It's also weird. Can't rule out Switzerland, given how they've been at past tournaments in the knockout Mm. stages. I refer back to the Euros against France. Yeah. That game was quality. (laughs) It really was. Uh, Yeah, I think this one definitely has earmarks of penalties written all over it. Yeah. Potentially. Jesus Christ, I've just seen this. is the third meeting between the two sides this year. I feel like they have played a lot against each other. Well, in the same uh, nations they grew. Yeah, Portugal won 4-0 in the first game before Switzerland won 1-0 in Geneva a week later. See, who could call this one? <laughs> mm-hmm. And a little further down on this stats, they faced each other in competitive action on six occasions in the 21st century, with both teams having won three games apiece. The, their only previous clash at a major tournament came uh, was Switzerland winning 2-0 at the Euros in 2008. Good luck finding a winner when you bet on this one. Yeah. <laughs> this just has penalties written all over it, doesn't it? Like, I can't call it. No. And I think many people are in the same boat as us. Mm. Just, but if you have to... Like, I feel like... I want to hear your winners for each one. Right, so we obviously said uh, I said the Netherlands will win that game. Yeah, I like how you did, we just predicted that one and then couldn't be asked for the rest. I'll, give, um, I'll go with Argentina beating Australia. Um, I'll go with 2-1 as well. Oh, we're not, we don't need scores. Get on with it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, France to beat Poland. England to beat Senegal. Uh, Croatia to lose to Japan. Uh, I've got Brazil winning. Spain winning. And 
Portugal on penalties. Interesting. I'm going to go Netherlands, Argentina, France, England, Croatia, Spain, Brazil, Switzerland. Mm. Okay. There's, there's a reason I already said Switzerland, and anyone who remembers the preview podcast knows why. <laughs> That's why you said them then. Actually, I should be saying Poland as well in that, in that case. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, also, two of my predictions. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll get to the predictions when outrageous the ones comes around, but uh, it's all gone wrong. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting last few uh, games of games and I'm excited for it to start later on today. Hopefully it continues to be as good as the last set of games in the group stages was. It better be. I'm not here for boring yes. knockouts. No, definitely not. Right, that is it. We'll be back once the quarterfinals are wrapped up on Tuesday. Uh, round 16 are wrapped up on Tuesday and we'll look ahead to the quarterfinals and that um until then make sure you like and subscribe uh find us wherever you get your podcast whether that be apple spotify wherever and that you're following us on youtube as well where we upload the full podcast and that you're following us on twitter as well and soon we'll be returning to club action because the championship is back next weekend unless oh, you're uh oh, fans of is it millwall sunderland today Middlesbrough. who I know there is a championship game today. I don't. I'm not caring. <laughs> but I'm actually kind I'm of excited. Still a World Cup brain. No, I'm kind of excited to get back to club football, despite how good this past week That's has you, been. Though. The World Cup. That is you. That's so you. <laughs> right. You know, anyway. different. Yes. Anyway, we'll see you later on next or early next week. That's it.